guys, it's Coach Chris here from Ratzinger Fitness, and today we are going to talk about protein. All right, many of you will probably recognize protein as one of the three macronutrients, right along with carbohydrates and fats, that our bodies require in large amounts to sustain our health and to function normally. So yes, all three are incredibly important and you need a balance of all three of those macronutrients. But today, we are gonna focus in specifically on protein. We're gonna talk about high protein diets. Who specifically can benefit from a high protein diet? The answer to which might surprise you guys. We're also gonna talk about what types of protein are best to include in our diet. I'm gonna give you guys some specific sources to look for when you're doing your grocery shopping, when you're doing your meal planning. And then finally, we're gonna talk about what I like to call the three protein levels. I'm gonna help you guys identify which level one, two, or three you are currently at and then give you specific action steps based on that protein level to start increasing your protein or to test out this high protein diet. All right, so let's get right into it, guys. First off, we know that protein is an important part of our healthy diet, but what you may not know is that protein can actually affect everything from our mood, our energy levels, our muscle mass, our hunger levels, the look of our hair, skin, and nails, even how quickly we recover from injury and illness. So it's playing a lot of roles here and a lot of good things are coming from consistent protein intake. So you might not be surprised when I tell you that increasing your lean protein is a powerful habit to move you toward your fitness goals, All right? This is one of the first habits that I like to work on with my nutrition clients, but this is true whether they are working toward a goal to increase their muscle mass or a goal to lose weight. And I think this is where a lot of people get surprised. You might be wondering, how can the same habit be so fundamental, be so effective for such dramatically different goals? So we're gonna explore that a little bit today. As we already mentioned, protein is certainly versatile, right? And this is a large part of what makes it so effective for so many different goals across the board. All right, when we include more lean protein, we include it at most of our meals. We start to see improvements in appetite management, improvements in our body composition, improvements in our performance, our recovery, and our overall health. All right, so let's look first at probably the more common goal associated with high protein diets, and that's the goal of building muscle mass. When this is our focus, we are chiefly interested in protein's ability to help us recover and to change our body composition. All right, I'm going to get a little bit into the science here. Stay with me, guys. I promise I'll keep it brief. But when we eat protein, our body is going to break that down into amino acids. And those are important because those amino acids are used as building blocks. So they are what our body uses to repair muscles after a tough workout. They're also what our body is going to use to create new muscle, to actually build that muscle mass. It's coming from those amino acids. So without 
adequate protein intake, our body can't recover and it certainly can't expand. All right. So this is where pro high protein diets really shine when your goal is to improve your muscle mass. But it's worth mentioning that high protein alone isn't going to get you those extra muscles, right? We have to combine that with an effective training program um, and send a strategic signal to our muscles that it's important for them to grow so our body knows what to do with that protein. All right, and like I said, this is the more common goal associated with high protein diets, but it's not the end all be all of high protein diets. They can also be incredibly beneficial for people on the other end of the spectrum with weight loss goals. So let's talk a little bit about how that works and why high protein is so effective for these dramatically different goals. And once again, we're gonna have to take a little dive into the science, but first and foremost, high protein is helpful for weight loss goals because it does help with that appetite management and it can help reduce and eliminate a lot of cravings. All right, that's where it's really gonna shine, but how does it do it? When we eat that body, or when we eat that protein and our body is trying to break that down into the amino acids, this process actually takes longer for our body to complete than breaking down other macronutrients like carbohydrates or fats. So when you eat a high protein meal, it is literally going to sit in your stomach a little bit longer. It's going to take your body a little bit more time and a little bit more energy to process that meal. As a result, this means that when we have a high protein meal, we're going to get full quicker and we're going to stay full longer. All right, compare having a dinner of something like chicken fajitas, lean protein, lots of protein on one side versus something like spaghetti. Still a delicious meal, but a little bit more carb heavy. If we start eating both of those at the same time, we are going to get full quicker from eating the chicken fajitas than we will from the spaghetti. And if we stop eating at that point, we will stay full longer again from the chicken fajitas from that high protein meal. And you can start to see how this can be incredibly effective, incredibly supportive when we're trying to maintain a comfortable calorie deficit that's often necessary to achieve our weight loss goals. Right, but that's not all, my friends. We also talked about not just the appetite management, but also high protein's ability to help reduce cravings. So let's dive into that next. Now, if you have ever dealt with a food craving, and I think most of us have, I know I certainly have, but you probably know that once the craving hits, it is difficult to ignore. So in terms of managing these, especially when we're trying to create that calorie deficit and move toward a weight loss goal, often the more effective strategy to prevent is to prevent the cravings in the first place. Sounds almost too good to be true, right? But luckily, this is where high protein meals can really come into play. If we start our day specifically with a high protein meal, that can, that can lead to reduced cravings throughout the day. And this happens for two different reasons. The first of which we already discussed a little bit. High protein meals are going to help us feel full longer. Something I talk about with my nutrition clients all the time is that we make our best nutrition decisions before we get hungry. All right, if you have ever gone to the grocery store 
with a hungry stomach and you come home and you're looking at a cart full of Oreos and potato chips, you probably know exactly what I mean. Um, having that satisfied stomach from a high protein meal or even just a high protein snack in the middle of your day is going to create a hunger buffer, so to speak, between you and that mindless snacking or the feeling that you have to settle for whatever is conveniently available because of ongoing hunger. So that's the first way it can really help us knock out those cravings before they get started. The second reason I want to highlight here actually has more to do with your brain than with your stomach. All right, you see, protein consumption is actually linked to higher levels of dopamine, the feel-good neurotransmitter that, when low, can start to trigger food cravings, specifically for those sweet and savory foods. I'm looking at you, potato chips, candy bar, Oreos sitting in the corner, right? So as you might have guessed, food cravings aren't strictly about the body needing energy. It's also about the brain wanting that dopamine reward. And this is why sometimes we can find ourselves in a situation where we just had dinner and an hour or so later, we find ourselves kind of eyeing that bag of potato chips with that lustful stare, right? It's not about necessarily needing more food. It's about craving that reward. So luckily, those same amino acids we talked about that we get from protein, yes, they help us rebuild our muscles, but they're also vital in the production of dopamine. Meaning a higher protein diet can boost dopamine production, thereby fending off those cravings before they ever begin. All right, so when we step back from all of this, the point I hope that I'm starting to illuminate here that you guys are starting to see is that whatever your fitness goals, a high protein diet can be a powerful tool to help you meet those goals. And it's not gonna be the sole thing that you use. Um, of course, incorporating exercise, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to build muscle mass is gonna be essential as well, but high protein can play a very important role. All right, but before we get into specific strategies on how to start implementing this, start increasing our overall protein intake, it's gonna be worth mentioning that not all proteins are created equal, right? You guys might've already noticed, but throughout this episode, I have been referring to lean protein specifically. So now the question becomes, what is lean protein and what types of food can we actually find it in? All right, simply put, lean protein refers to a food that is high in protein without being high in other less nutrients less um, healthy nutrients, like your dietary cholesterol, like your saturated fat. And a good, just a quick rule of thumb so you can start implementing this, so you can start looking at different protein sources and analyzing them to determine whether or not they qualify as lean protein, is to simply look for protein sources that have only two to three grams of fat per ounce. Now, yes, this is asking you guys to do a little bit extra mental math when you're out there in the world exploring new protein sources, but it is mental math that I promise you is going to pay off, especially if you're coming at a high protein diet with a weight loss goal. So keep in mind here that if we have just one gram of protein, that's going to give us four calories, right? On the other side, if we have one gram of fat, that's gonna give us 
nine calories. So there we go. <laughs> um, so more than double, all right? So when we are focusing our intake on lean protein specifically, not only are we reducing those less healthy nutrients like the cholesterol, like the saturated fat, but we're also reducing the overall calories per serving, which again can help contribute to that calorie deficit so that you can achieve that weight loss goal without having to feel hungry or deprived. Furthermore, when we start to narrow our focus to lean protein options specifically, I wanna make it very clear that there is still a wide variety of both animal and plant-based sources to build into your high protein diet. So high protein isn't just for building muscle mass and it's not just for carnivores, right? You can be a vegetarian and still adopt a high protein diet. In fact, if you are following a vegetarian diet, it's gonna be very important to be aware of your protein sources, all right? So um, I have a couple that I just wanted to list, a couple examples of lean protein sources that you can get out there today, start looking for, start incorporating into your meal plans, into your grocery shopping list. We've got everything from um, white fish, think things like halibut or tilapia, plain Greek yogurt, lean beef, beans and lentils, another great vegetarian source of high protein, um, skinless white poultry, so things like chicken or turkey, you know, some of my favorites to cook with, um, egg whites, you also have pork loin, and even cottage cheese, just to give you guys an idea of some of the variety that's available. So we're not limiting our palate when we choose to go after that high protein diet. We still have tons of different sources where we can get that good lean protein. All right, guys, so we have talked through the benefits of incorporating more lean protein into your diet. Now you've got an idea of what sources to look for. The big question now is how do we implement this knowledge? All right, my goal with this episode and really any episode we do of Fitness That Fits here is that you can walk away one having learned something, but two, also knowing how to implement and take action on what you've learned and build lasting habits out of that that are gonna support your health and your fitness goals as you continue forward. So now we're gonna talk about what I like to call the protein levels, all right? There are three different levels that you can be at in regards to your current protein intake. I'm gonna describe each one so you can identify which fits where you are in your health and fitness journey. And then I'm gonna give you the specific actions you can take to increase your protein from that level. Number one, you are gonna be a level one if you are just unaware of your current protein intake. You might know that protein's good for you, you might have an idea of how it factors into your health and fitness goals, but you couldn't off the top of your head tell me how many of your meals incorporate protein, how much protein you have in the average meal, you're just not sure. And to be fair, this is where a lot of people are going to start out. So if you identify as being a level one, you are unaware of your current protein intake and you wanna start taking advantage of incorporating more lean protein into your diet, the number one thing I need you to do is start tracking, all right? More of anything is a meaningless goal if we don't know where we're starting from. It's like if I walked up to you on the street and I said, hey, is six more? You'd be like, Chris, what are you talking about? Is it more than what? 
right? We have to have a baseline. We have to have something to compare to. Six is more than two, but it's a lot less than 52, all right? And that's what you're doing here. So if you're a level one, I want you to start by keeping a food journal just for about three days without any judgment, without trying to change your habits, just establish that baseline. Write down what you eat, when you eat it for about three days. Then I want you to look back at that journal and identify where are you getting protein and where are you not? So where, you know, do you have good consistent servings of protein and where are your opportunities to incorporate more? So take that journal, identify your options. You might bust out the highlighters, circle, color code, whatever your process is, but use that to create a specific action plan on how you are going to make a change in your diet. All right. Second level, level two, is you are consuming some protein most days, but would either like to increase your intake or you're interested in shifting toward more lean sources. So you might be having a little bit of protein most days, but you're favoring more fatty sources and you want to start making that shift toward lean protein. If this sounds like you, I want you to start by making what I like to call our red, yellow, green food list, All right? So you can take a piece of paper, you can make a note on your phone, doesn't matter how you do it, but you're gonna start by listing out your green foods. These are foods that you want to eat more of. So go back to when we listed some sources of lean protein, you can use those. Um, you can look up some more if you like, but that's gonna be your lean protein sources, the things that you're trying to incorporate more of in your average diet. Then I want you to list your yellow foods. So these are maybe some of the more fatty sources that you're currently relying on, where we're not going to eliminate them completely, but we are going to eat a little bit less of them to make room for more lean protein sources. And then finally, you list out your red foods. All right, these are foods that we want to eat less of. So eat more eat some, red is gonna be eat less. And these aren't foods that we are entirely eliminating. I'm never gonna tell you, I'm never gonna be that coach that's like, never eat this. Um, I don't believe in that type of restriction, but I do believe in moving some things that maybe aren't serving our goals as well toward the back burner. We can still have them on occasion, but these are the things that aren't serving us as well. Maybe these are some of the foods that we're gonna start substituting with those lean protein, right? If we wanna add more lean protein, well, something's gotta give. We can't put more food into our diet without sliding some back a little bit. So a good example, if your typical breakfast right now is you know, a piece of toast and some coffee, you wanna start moving toward a more high protein option. You might move toast to your eat less category and move something like egg whites to your eat more to make that substitution. So start by making that list of green, yellow, and red foods to understand what it is you're trying to do more of in your diet. All right, that was our level two strategy. Finally, if you are at level three, protein level three, this means you are regular consuming, regularly consuming lean protein at most meals, but you are ready to maximize your portion sizes to support your specific fitness goals, all right? This is where we're gonna get the most specific with our actions because at this point you have already created a habit 
out of incorporating lean protein in your diet and you are trying to fine tune that habit to meet a very specific fitness goal. Um, there are a couple ways you can do this. I'm going to start with kind of the easiest and work toward the more, most complex or the most specific strategy for level three. So the easiest way that we can start fine tuning that established habit of eating protein is to simply increase the portion of your plate or your meal that is protein based. All right. If your goal revolves around building muscle mass, then you can often do this without adjusting the rest of your meal. So you're still going to have the same portion of veggies, same portion of carbs, but you're going to add a little bit more to your protein. On the other hand, if you're approaching this from a weight loss goal, um, typically you're going to want to reduce your carbs a little bit to make that room for extra protein. But wherever you're starting, whatever portion when you look at your plate is made up of protein, I just want you to expand that a little bit. Add a little bit more protein to each meal and see how that moves you toward your goals. If you need to continue to increase it a little bit more, do that. If that gets you where you're going, perfect, stay there. All right, so that's the easiest version. If we wanna take that um, a step up in complexity, we can start to use hand-based portion sizings, all right? According to hand-based portion sizings, one portion of protein is gonna be about the size of your palm. And you love this because obviously my palm is going to be a different size than some of you listening to or watching this episode. And that is highly intentional because your protein needs are going to be a little bit different than mine. So typically a good place to start if you're a woman is going to be about one palm of protein per meal. If you're a male, you're probably going to shoot for one to two palms of protein per meal, but you can use that as a portable, a convenient way to measure your protein at each meal and again, work up or down from there. And then finally, if you want to be on the dot, most specific way to increase your protein at level three, you can actually calculate your protein needs. And I'm going to recommend you go to www dot precisionnutrition.com slash nutrition dash calculator. This is a completely free tool available by nutrition, Precision Nutrition. It's going to factor in your gender, your age, your activity levels, and your goals to give you a very clear idea of how much protein you should be shooting for. All right. But again, this is a level three, very specific strategy. If you don't know where you're starting, if you're back at level one, then I just want you to start tracking, start looking for those opportunities to increase more protein. If we start to jump to a strategy or an action step that is above our current protein level, it is easy to get overwhelmed. All right, guys, small actions toward our goal are sustainable and they matter so much because we can show up for them consistently. All right. That concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little bit about how protein or specifically high protein meals and a high protein diet can factor into your fitness journey. If you are pumped up about this, you are ready to dive in to some high protein meals right away. You can go to ratzingerfitness.com, click recipes right in that top menu bar. We actually have a brand new high protein fit food recipe pack that just launched this weekend. Check it out, guys. It's over 40 delicious high protein recipes to help you meet your goals. And of course, be sure to tune in same time next week for another episode of Fitness That 
fits. Until then, guys, my name is Chris Ratzinger, your health and wellness coach. And I want you to get out there and get moving.